WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Thursday, January the 11th. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008 is our new phone number. It is the new Listener line, 317-972-3008. Um, on the show today, it is Thursday, and that means Danny Bridges, sports writer for the Indianapolis Recorder, uh, is going to be joining us. Danny will be here in our second hour. Right now, um, as we've been telling you most of this week, um, our monthly food and meal distribution with the Indianapolis Urban League at the Indianapolis Urban League headquarters was postponed until this morning at 10 a.m. Uh, Radio 1 Indy Promotions Director David Gray is here with us now to tell us how things went. David, this was the first one of the year. Uh, kind of interesting that uh, the first of the year, the weather, we had to kind of postpone it, which we don't do too very often at all. No. You know, in the entire um, time we've been doing this, we've not really had to uh There's only it. been maybe one or two times yeah. I can remember that it changed. And yeah. I, one time I remember it snowed and and mm-hmm. it wasn't that, you know, it was the snow or anything like that. It was the fact they had to move all the snow out the way to oh, be able to get people yeah. through. So I know they, they send it that, but yeah, you know, that rain on, on Tuesday, <laughs> that would have been horrible to be out in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So I want to say Monday, um, I got noticed that they were going to move it to Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with everything that's been going on, just trying to make sure we get that word out, yeah. too. So, um, but, yeah, but they're they're back and going. Um, we kind of know how it's going to run this year. So it's oh. going to be the second Tuesday of the month, which makes it a little easier to remember Oh, yeah, the, so the dates aren't all over. The, yeah, so the no, second so, Tuesday of every month. Yep, the second Tuesday of every I'm month. I'm going to write that down, yeah. That, that's that's very easy uh, to uh, to remember and to promote, too, actually. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Second Tuesday. Of I like keeping things uniform because there's a <laughs> lot. You know, it's always a lot going on. Oh, yes, absolutely. Second Tuesday. So uh, today, um, t- today is Thursday, and again, it was postponed from Tuesday. So uh, what's what's the word about how things went today? Oh, no, um, things things went well. Um, you know, there, there was a steady line coming in. I think that mm-hmm. people were used to it being on, on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and by it moving to, to Thursday, it might have been a, a little confusion, but, mm-hmm. you know, Again, here we are. We started in 2020. Here it is, the beginning of 2024. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it still goes. Still, all the food was gone. I'll I was going to say way. still yeah, a good crowd and all the oh, food. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. So from, from 2020 to the first uh, month of 2024, uh, there there hasn't been a lessening of the need. But on the other hand, it's kind of a double-edged sword in the sense that, you know, the need is, is still there, which we wish wasn't. But... Uh, the good news is we're able to meet that need, yeah. and that that means a lot that that we're able to meet it, uh, as opposed to you know just leaving it out there that there's a need. So well, yeah, and you know, with with all of our community partners, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the Urban League and also with Shepherd Community Center, um, we're able to to really make sure that 
that that community that needs food and mm-hmm. are living in food deserts or have a, availability to get it mm-hmm. um, and get good quality food that, you know, that are lasting. Mm-hmm. So in addition, you, you've, you've broken news on the show today, like you do so often. Uh, in addition to the news that this is going to be more uniform the second mm-hmm. Tuesday of every month, uh, we've got the the calendar that you want to read, you know, the schedule, oh, and, yeah. and some of the um, attractions, so to speak, uh, uh, on each of those. Uh, well, on certain days, on yeah. certain Tuesdays. Well, and, and what I can tell you is that um, again, for the food distribution with the Urban League, it's the second Tuesday of the month. So the next one is February thirteenth, the day before Valentine's Day. And well, uh, All Star Weekend. No, that no, will that, yeah that, no. that, that's the week leading up to to All Star Weekend. Up to All-Star yeah. Weekend yeah that Tuesday yeah that is that's the start of All Star Week yeah oh yeah 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 I, I was trying because the the game is the 18th right yes so, so that Tuesday so the 12th would be the start okay yeah, yeah. so yeah, 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 yeah. that the 13th that's right because well right. we have uh we have Legends of Gospel that Thursday oh, um and then Friday I believe is the Celebrity Game and the Rising Stars Game and. It's a lot going on that weekend. I think yeah. I heard all of it yesterday, <laughs> yesterday in the meeting. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of good stuff going, and yeah. you'll you'll definitely start hearing about some of the stuff that's coming. Yeah, yeah. Get your coffee ready. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> gonna be up. You know, it, having the NBA All Star Game is like having the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? You know what? I, I'm learning that. I'm figuring that out. It's more and more. one of those you know once in a lifetime type things where. You know, you really get to to see what happens on on TV, and mm. you know, and I'll take it a step further, where the Super Bowl is is the two big best teams to make it that far in the yeah. season. Yeah. The All Star Game is the top 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 athletes from you know from mm. the the National Basketball Association. Uh-huh. So you're talking about the LeBrons and the Giannis's and and the Kevin Durant's and like the the marquee names. So if anything, to have all those people in one place is that's a once in a lifetime type thing, yeah. and so there are definitely experiences and things that are going to be going on that you know you probably won't see again anytime mm-hmm. soon. No, and uh, we hear it so often um, that the city, this city, city of Indianapolis, really knows how to to host these types of events and how to put on a party. Um, and I, I heard it on another sports. Um, network not too terribly long ago and they were talking about the upcoming uh, NBA All-Star game and mm-hmm. how they very much were looking forward to coming to Indy because they say Indy does it right and and I think sometimes maybe we don't have an appreciation for how much the city does uh and rolls out the red carpet for visitors oh, during yeah. marquee events like this well and I want to say it was the the Colts game this past mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. The 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 broadcast announcers were they spoke very highly of Indianapolis and about how great of a city it is and how great it is when they have these huge these big events because they they know how to handle it yeah. and they and they know how to make sure everybody has a good time and everybody's mm-hmm. safe and mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, we got an advisory today from uh, DPW, the Indiana. Uh, speaking of which, I mean, this this falls right in line with what we've just been talking about. Uh, and today, uh, earlier today, they finished putting up uh, the remaining signage for the All-Star Game. Uh, mm-hmm. And they have renamed uh, certain streets here in the city 
uh, after all, you know, the 34 streets have been renamed uh, after the NBA, uh, all of the NBA games. 34 signs okay. are, are now up, uh, representing teams from across the NBA, including the Pacers, Bulls, and Lakers. Uh, DPW crews were installing the final signs uh, today starting at 9. It started at Capitol and Georgia Street. Uh, and um, the uh, NBA All-Star Home Court is Capitol in Georgia. NBA All-Star Crossing, Capitol in Georgia. NBA All-Star 2024, Meridian in Georgia. And Pacers Court, uh, which, you know, if everybody wants to look for the Pacers, it's at Maryland and Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. But they they not only, I mean, that that's that's hospitality. That That's great hospitality. But they also gave us a map. Yeah. Of where all of them were and the names of uh, of each of them and uh that is pretty pretty wild as well i i don't know if other cities i'm sure other cities do similar things but i just thought that was a pretty novel approach to um making sure that everybody knows we're ready um i mean we've got what i'll start with you from detroit where is that you know that's the only one i cared about <laughs> and it's number one right here on the list oh Piss- number no, that's right up the street look Pistons Lane. That's, that's right down one. the street. So I know that's where I'll be going when, when I leave here. <laughs> we got Nick's Corner. We got Rockets Boulevard, Hornets Drive, Thunder Drive, Bucks Drive, Cavs Boulevard. I, I don't know what differentiates it between the corner, the lane, the drive, or the boulevard, or the crossing, because this is Atlanta Hawks Crossing. So, I mean, it's just a, it's just a really neat thing. And, and looking at this map, um, it encompasses – uh, pretty much where most of the activity, I guess, because you got the convention center, Gamebridge, um, and um, you know all around Lucas Oil Stadiums on the map. You know, you've just mm-hmm. got that that what is it, two or three mile square area where a lot of the activity is going to be focused and concentrated on. So, um, yeah, they finished putting those up today. So that's, that's the other thing; they don't wait until the last minute to get stuff oh, done. Oh no. no, 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 no! They and they trust me; they are on top of everything. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, that went up. So uh, you guys can look uh, look around for that. I'll have to look for Pistons Lane. It's right. Ar- look, it's right around the corner. I see where okay. it is. Capital in Washington. That's oh yeah. That's okay, that's right there. Yeah, yeah that's I'm gonna right go there. take a picture. Are you gonna go? Okay, I was gonna say go over and take a picture of Pistons Lane. So, how, by the way, how? How are the Pistons doing? They're not doing great. They <laughs> lost. They lost to San Antonio last night. Um, our number one player is injured. Uh-huh. We have won a game because mm. trust me, I was hearing. I had to hear that from Dion for a while. <laughs> you know, every meeting I went into. Well, you uh-huh. know, how hard is it to win a game? And, uh, and I'm just saying they can't win. A, so they've won a game. Okay, but like okay. I expressed to Dion, my Lions are in the playoffs yes. and have a home game this Sunday. If the Lions win on Sunday, nobody's going to care what the Pistons do. Yeah. The Pistons can lose every game for the rest of the season. What? So my Lions are in the playoffs. My Michigan Wolverines uh, are national champions. Yeah. I could. You're good. The, the you, Pistons you, will be okay. You, you can sleep at night. Oh, yeah. Very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard Harbaugh say that he can now sit at the big table when he goes to family events because his brother uh, and his father brother won a, a Super Bowl, his father won a nat- natty, mm-hmm. and now he's got his natty so he can sit at the grown-ups table, which yep. is, you know, that was kind of funny. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, I w- now that the Colts are out, um, we'll be talking about that a little bit more. But well, now that the Colts look, are yeah, oh, I'm a, okay. Let me say this about right. the Colts. Okay, okay. The Colts are in a very good place. They are. Um, two years ago, I remember going to the, to the game and I remember watching the question, like the, the the decisions that the coach made, 
right? Mm-hmm. Where it's fourth and two, and instead of kicking the field goal, you go for it and you don't get it. Mm-hmm. And just the little things like that. And mm-hmm. I remember I was like, this coaching is horrible. Like, these coaching decisions are horrible. Mm-hmm. And then they changed coaches. Then you didn't have a quarterback. <laughs> like let's let, let's just call it what it is matt ryan at at the point that matt ryan was at matt ryan would have been better on the bench coaching somebody and teaching them what to do Still as opposed to being playing. the starting quarterback yeah. so at that point you didn't have a quarterback this year you had a quarterback who is very promising mm-hmm. and extremely promising and if you don't believe that i we I had the opportunity to meet him when he came in with to interview with Swift. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was something Swift did and, mm-hmm. and I was there and we got to talk to him. And, you know, you're talking about a kid that can threw a sixty five yard pass <laughs> like not even feet planted or just mm-hmm. jumping in the air, mm-hmm. right? That's not stuff you can teach. Mm-mm. That's no. not no no person in the world can teach you how to do that. That's either you got it or you don't. Yeah. Then he went down. Right. And not to take anything from Minshew, but Mm -hmm. if Minshew could take that team to the point that they were almost in the playoffs, imagine what would happen if you had a real quarterback. And honestly, they should have they should have at least had a shot to win the game Mm -hmm. if it was not for a bad pass and Mm -hmm. and a guy that dropped the ball. Yeah, Yeah. I would agree. You know, what I mean, so just imagine and and. When Taylor was out at the beginning of the season, you saw the effect they had. Mm-hmm. I think that he realized, right, that, oh, this team with me can actually win, which is a different place that the team was in last year. Mm-hmm. And I think the team realized that they couldn't do anything if they didn't have a running back. And that mm-hmm. kind of made them make that decision for him to come back. So the Colts are in a very good position. Don't okay. think that w- where the Colts were a year, two years ago is not mm-hmm. the same place they're in now. And next year will be very competitive. Okay. I'm happy with that. I, yeah. you know, I can go with that. Uh, and, and we were talking about this yesterday, weren't we, AJ? And I, you know, I, I think maybe uh, the, the, the same old line that we use for the Colts, well, let's wait till next year. I think this, this one might have meaning. This saying wait till next year might have a little bit more meaning. Uh, than in in years past, which was kind of like wishful thinking. Yeah. Uh, and now that we've seen, you know, kind of gotten in a sample of what, could be with Richardson before he went out. Just a small sample. I think it was like four or five games uh, before he had to, to go out. I I am looking forward to next year uh, as opposed to just saying it, you know, kind of the default. Yeah. But what I was saying was now that the Colts are out um, of playoff contention, I I think I'll look for the – I need a team to root for. I, I really am just – right. so if, if your, your Lions are it, I'm going to pull for your Lions. It sounds like they've got a pretty good shot – as good a shot as anybody else oh, of, yeah. of winning on uh, on what is it, Sunday they play. Yep, Sunday. they play. They play Sunday. We uh, we host the Los Angeles Rams and well, Matt Stafford. Well, because you know the the league love stories. Mm-hmm. Love a, love a good story. You know, and we would have had second place had we beat the Cowboys. So but you know, the league couldn't let that happen either. So yeah, so, so Stafford goes. Yep, Stafford is coming, coming back, back to Detroit. To Detroit. Oh, okay, and we welcome him. And, I know. and you know he'll probably he, get a nice ovation. And even to say you. to what you said about the Colts, right? Mm-hmm. When they first made that trade, I can tell you most of the people in Detroit were just like, "We're not going to be able to do anything, right?" 
we're losing our franchise quarterback. And Stafford is an amazing quarterback. Mm -hmm. But we're losing our franchise quarterback for somebody that they don't even want. And we don't know what we're going to mm -hmm. do. And then we had this, what was it, last season where we won two of the first six games, right? Mm -hmm. And then we lost two of the last ten <laughs> going out of the season. And you start to see everybody like, wait a minute, the, they might really be be real. And to be able to take to translate that from the end of last year into this year, mm -hmm. I think that we see the, a, a transformation of the Lions. And yeah. that's where where you guys can mm -hmm. say, you know, and like mm -hmm. you said, every year it's, well, you know, we'll next year. Next we, year but yeah. I think you see what you have to build on. And mm -hmm. when you get your quarterback back, that is going to be a totally different looking I think so. Team. And we got Jonathan Taylor locked in, which I am so I I'm I'm so so excited about that because I think he's the key to so much oh, yeah. of what the quarterback is going to be able to do, especially a rookie quarterback. He can depend very heavily on such a veteran uh you know, highly productive uh running back. So that's I mean, I'm Listen, glad for a, that combination. A good running game takes mm -hmm. the pressure off a quarterback immensely. Really? Yeah. Immensely. Yeah, what what do you think, AJ? I noticed AJ looked at that map of uh, I did, uh, and I have a gripe with whoever made this map. Okay, because the Bulls are the furthest away from everything. <laughs> we are the furthest away from the epicenter. This is unjust, and I will not stand for this. Okay, which, which number is the Bulls? Which which number is the Bulls? AJ thirty three. Thirty three. Well, you're you're right next to Lucas Oil Stadium. In front of Lucas Oil Stadium, yes, that's going to be great on Saturday night. But I feel like it's disrespectful. <laughs> I just I can't. I, I like how they they put them way at the other way, end of the block yeah, from us. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. it starts with us and then just straight down Capitol. So ridiculous. you're saying the Bulls are getting no respect? No respect. No. Rodney Dangerfield center of the of the city. Wow. Such a heavy Chicago population here in Indianapolis. Well, how dare you guys? Hold on. <laughs> let, let me let me say this. They had to design this some way because if they went by championships, then the Pacers would be nowhere near their own stadium. I like that idea. Oh my goodness! That that comes from a, a Detroiter, but Michigander, oh, who yeah. uh, who had, they've won plenty of championships. They, they, they have. I can't say you didn't. They did. you can't the, say that just, you did. At the same way as the Bulls, so you know yes. it's a mutual respect. Yes. We, I guess, we're it sitting is. at the big boy table. We, right, yeah. we we link okay. over Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> Isaiah we love Isaiah. Thomas. He's from Chicago. He won in Detroit. We love yeah. him. Well, he went to yeah. He went. To, I went to school with Isaiah. You sure did. I had classes with him. Sure did. We were in the same, several of the same classes, actually. And I will say um, that, um, I mean, we knew each other just casually. He he wouldn't know me from Adam, you know, on the street, but we did, you know. But mm -hmm. I, I will say the, you know, they used to talk about Bob Knight and what, you know, what a strict disciplinarian he was. And if, if the team played in Iowa the night before, uh, all of the players had to be in class the next morning, you know, regardless of what time they got it. That was true. Oh, I'm sure. That was very – because there were two – actually, I, the Thomases, uh, both of them, there was one class that I had uh, that Isaiah Thomas and there was another player at the time, Jim Thomas. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a guard that, that ran, you know, alongside I, I, Isaiah. And they were in every single class regardless. They, I, If they didn't have a game, if they did have a game, they did not miss. So in that regard <laughs> – and and I know because I was there. In that regard, uh, that that uh, that the legend of Bobby Knight was real in that in that respect. That I don't really know impressive. how he, but they they better not miss a class. <laughs> <laughs> 
after a game. They all look that, but you know what? That's smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because the 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 last thing you want is to be a college athlete that's ineligible to play. Yeah, yeah. And so they, yeah, they they all all of them. The, you know, everybody went mm-hmm. uh, to to class. Didn't miss. Played their game. Went to practice. You don't miss practice either. You didn't miss. Oh practice. no. No 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 no. But no, Isaiah was cool, and and uh, I. It was interesting watching um, him play while we were down. Mm. He was <laughs> just such raw talent. Oh yeah, yeah. he was a showman. Yeah, mm. yeah, and and a lot of the stuff that it was kind of interesting because a lot of the stuff that he could do, Knight kind of Knight kind of slowed a lot of that down. And and you know you played within the system, you played mm-hmm. in the system. Yeah, but I mean he could do he could have been a Harlem Globetrotter as as handy as he oh, was. I, with oh the, yeah. Uh, with the basketball, he was that good with it. So I remember it. watching videos of Isaiah dribbling the ball with each finger. Uh huh. And I'd mm-hmm. never seen anybody do that to that mm-hmm. point when I was in high school. And I I spent like an entire practice trying to figure out how to do that mm-hmm. that same thing. Like he dribbled the ball with each finger. How do you do that? It was in him. It was just in him. So mm-hmm. they were. It was a uh, you know fun times, good times. So, uh, so David, uh, wow. Whole lot of stuff uh, been going on. We're coming up upon the um, the King holiday this weekend. Yeah. Um. So much. I've got I've got a sheet. I've got three sheets of paper that I want to you know read some things off. But it's it you know we we say it and and I I mean that it's so refreshing to see this community. You know there are other communities that have all but to see this community grow each and every year uh, with observances and. Um, just events around not only the King holiday, but Juneteenth as well, which is, yeah. you know, fairly new mm-hmm. and it does grow. It gets bigger and bigger every year oh, and, yeah. and we just love it. So, uh, I'm really excited to be sharing that, you know, white river state park. Okay. Um, uh, they're, they're going to be, ha- well, they, for the last several years, I mean, man, maybe 10, 15 years, maybe longer, all of the attractions over there, the hall of champions, the IMAX, the mm-hmm. idol George, all of the state museum, um, uh, they're, they're the zoo. Yeah, I was about zoo. to say the zoo. Yeah, all of the attractions are free. And it used to be on the King holiday that um, the your admission was, it was free with a canned good for the Gleaners Food Bank. Mm-hmm. That, as you know, got to be a little cumbersome because, oh, I'm sure. you know, when people bring goods and products, you have to find a way to, to, to house them and then transport them or whatever. And so now... Uh, there's just opportunities for people to make monetary donations to the Gleaners Food Bank of Indiana. Still in the spirit of helping uh, and giving to those who are having a hard time feeding themselves, a spirit of Dr. King, but um, no, they don't ask for any product, just monetary donations, if you will. And I think that that's, that's a, a great thing. They're, you know, you don't have to pay because, again, mm-hmm. it's free. Mm-hmm. But if you so desire in the spirit of the holiday, uh, you're very welcome and uh, almost, I guess, encouraged to to donate something if you can uh, toward the Gleaners Food Bank of Indiana, so that uh, you know people throughout the state can have uh, you know have access. To- well, yeah, and that you know, I these attractions for to to take your kids and mm-hmm. your family to, mm-hmm. you know, it's not 20 years ago where it was five dollars to get in. You know, no. it, it, it's, it, there's a cost to go no. and, you know, to have the ability. Because I do remember us being out there in years past mm-hmm. and, and them doing that. And, you know, to have the ability to go to the Idol Drawer and go to the NCAA mm-hmm. Hall of Champions or go to the Indiana State Museum or go to the zoo, mm-hmm. um, you know, it 
that's an amazing thing to be able to do because yeah. you can bounce around all day. All day. Mm-hmm. And, and you can hit as many as you can hit all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it gives you an opportunity to get kids out of the house and get them learning about yes. stuff and not just playing video games mm-hmm. and watching TV or watching YouTube and, and all that. So, you know, anytime you can get the family out and, you know, you don't have to worry about paying for that or, or paying for food for mm-hmm. for the week. Yeah. is a wonderful thing. And the Children's Museum of Indianapolis, they're not associated with the White River State Park, but they too are offering free admission uh, all day on the King holiday. And talk about, I mean, that's not a cheap place to oh, go no. anymore either. No, at all. Definitely and not. so uh, free, <laughs> yeah, definitely, well, not. And, definitely not. And, that's more expensive sometimes than a Pacer game almost. Is oh, well, to go and, down 100%. Yeah, And, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say this to the parents out there, and this is completely self-serving. Mm-hmm. The Children's Museum is extremely fun as an adult. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There was oh, stuff yeah. in there. I was like, this is amazing. I wish we had this when I was a kid. So, parents, you can go and have You can go out there and shoot hoops, too, and throw the football around mm-hmm. and ride the little carts, too. So, you know, you can do it for yourself. How and about that? Do it for yourself and take the kids with take you. The kids with you. <laughs> yeah, the, it it almost forces you to the, uh, the the family pack or the annual year round. Um, oh, yeah, the season passes. The season passes mm, because that's better. that's where you can find the you know the econo- the, the economy the economics the the cheaper of the. Right, because just a quick day going to the Children's Museum. That's, Look, that's if, just we, if we get a yearly pass, them kids going to be so sick. sick of that museum. <laughs> we going to the museum again? Yes, yes we are. Yes, we're we using are. This every every yes, weekend yes. we're coming here. I, I hear some, some of my friends were giving those away as Christmas gifts. Look, uh, that's to, a great present. Wow. To entire family. Yeah, they were giving away season passes or, or yearly passes or annual passes, which is uh, absolutely great. But. But, yeah, so uh, some of the stuff that we as a station, David, can look forward to in the coming days and weeks and months ahead. I know you usually have a list for us. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, we're going to be at the Walker on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I just got off a call talking about it. Um, the event is at capacity, um, but they have Roland Martin coming in. Oh, and, yes. And, um, you know, Roland, Roland is great. Mm-hmm. Um and just outside of being a great personality and great at what he does, um, he's just a really great person. And he's the type where he's very personable. I, we, I j- literally just had this conversation. He's very personable. You know, he's a person that enjoys being around people and meeting people. And so I know it's going to be a fantastic time just because I know his personality is just that that he's he's a fun person to be around yeah. all the time. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Used to see Roland at... Um uh nabj uh conferences mm-hmm. and you know a lot of times that they have those buses yeah and you know when we're all sitting on the same bus going you know to the to our respective uh places or hotels roland always had the party going he oh yeah that is and he is like that all, all the, the time. time the the on switch is on all, all of the, the time. time all of the time and he's uh and he's very knowledgeable and very passionate. I think oh, that's yeah. what so many people are attracted to, his passion. No, he, he is. And like you said, and it is passion with the knowledge behind mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not enough to just say something, right? Because a lot of people just come out and just say something, and people just kind of <laughs> run with it. 
Um, but when he says something, he has the proof to back up what he's saying. And yeah. he's going to let you know yeah. each point behind it so he can tell you this, this is why I'm saying this and this is the reasoning behind mm-hmm. it. Where you have a lot of people that just come out and say something and all it takes is somebody to hear it and, re- and repeat it. So, really? you know, it, yeah. So we're behind that. Yeah, uh, you know we're we're supporting that, and that's uh, that's Monday. Yep, that is Monday. Uh, and you say it's, it's sold out. Yep, or it's, 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 it's at capacity. Yeah, yeah. At capacity. Well, you know what? We talked about that about a month ago with Christian, mm-hmm. and uh, she said she didn't expect uh, any availability to last much longer than a week or so because it was filling up that quickly. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. But again, a compliment to the fact that uh, you know just the the King holiday around here. Uh, and observances have become so popular. That's just a compliment to what we as a community are, are doing and are able to do. I, I just love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and it is great to see. And like you said, with Martin Luther King Day, with Juneteenth, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, we're what, three years at this, going on three years from it being, you know, made into a national holiday. Mm-hmm. And to see the celebrations that were happening Mm -hmm. that weekend after it became officially a holiday to last year is leaps and bounds um, from what I could have ever imagined. Yeah. And so, you know, and I think that it's, it's an idea that everybody wants to learn about all about Mm -hmm. these cultures. Cause it's not just black people that are out Mm -hmm. there. It's people from every culture, every walk of life. Mm -hmm. They're out there just to celebrate, with us right mm-hmm. so it shows that there, there's definitely a push of everybody to be more inclusive and open and and be open to new experiences because yeah. that's a big part of it yeah. you know it's you don't know what you don't know and you have to be open to new experiences and experiencing things that you might not be used to that you come to find out that you love <laughs> yeah, that's true i was just uh, talking to aj yesterday weren't we aj talking about yeah. uh, juneteenth and how um, I I thought that you know the area where I lived that the knowledge of it was in a vacuum in a void and mm-hmm. only to find out uh, that my dad who had gone to the colored school uh, in the same town he knew all about it and he said what are y'all talking about it we were like Juneteenth June uh, well we call that Emancipation Day yeah mm-hmm. uh, and he, he you know I I don't know why he and his uh, family didn't share more I I don't know but they learned about it in school along with a whole lot of other stuff they he knew a lot. Well, and that I we can, didn't know. I can tell you that I so I first learned about Juneteenth um, the first year I was in college. Me too. And Me too. First I'm year not going to say what year it was, but the no, first I'm year, really not going to say what year. The first year it was I was in college, yeah. um, and I was down there for the summer, and my uh-huh. friends were like, "Oh, we're going to go." You know, we I forgot what they said. We're going to go to something. We're going to go to the Juneteenth parade or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, Juneteenth? Juneteenth. What is Juneteenth? What and that's when they explained it to me that, you know, that this is the day that the slaves who were in Texas mm-hmm. found out that they were actually free, even though years previous. I yeah. Oh, I, I couldn't imagine. Well, no, I could imagine because. I mean, you yeah. Know, well, I can see it, but I just can't yeah. imagine what it would feel like. Oh, yeah. no. We know that that. Well, yeah, I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that's going on today, really. Exactly. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, we, you know, we just simply. Uh, but, you know, with with politics and. Anyway, David, we didn't talk politics today. I mean, look. <laughs> we didn't talk politics today. Listen. Well, 
don't, is what is there to really say? Trump, I saw uh, they're waiting on. They sent the. They had closing arguments in Trump's mm. civil trial. Trump's not on the ballot in two states right now. Um, the the two next options were um, were battling it out <laughs> in a debate. So, you know. It's not too much to talk about. Marjorie Taylor Greene still being crazy. But what did you think about that move yesterday uh, by uh, Moskowitz, uh, Jared Moskowitz from uh, Florida? Oh, I didn't. What I didn't see that. Oh, you got to see it, David. You got to see it. Another video. You, but basically, what he did was he called them out on their stuff. Oh. Uh, and Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden showed up, and then Moskowitz said, "What's up? You know, he's here. Come on, y'all. Hey, who wants to talk to him? You know, mm-hmm. give me a show." It was, and then he started, and he said, "I tell you what, I'll vote for Hunter, uh, the Hunter Biden contempt uh, bill that you all want to put up if you all will include." And then he went right down the line: one, two, three. He, if you'll include uh, Andy Biggs, if you'll include uh, Kevin McCarthy, if you'll include, oh, yeah. I mean, he just went right down the list, and they were. It was it was bad. Oh yeah, I'm I'm have to go. Yeah, you got to and another one you got to listen to. It's not politics; it's just pure entertainment. But it is. Have y'all heard uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith respond to uh, Jason Whitlock? That's what I was listening to this morning while I was getting my work done. Oh my goodness! (laughs) So when I heard Jason Whitlock's comments. Right. Hold on, David. Can you stay just two more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say. Yeah, uh, AJ's got to get a break in here, and then we'll uh, we'll come right back to that. We'll we'll be right back. <laughs> Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM thirteen ten ninety five point one FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection on this Thursday, January the eleventh. Oh, some weather's getting ready to come in. We're going to talk about that as well. David Gray is with us, our promotions guy right here from Radio 1 Indy. Uh, David, we were, you know, we usually do kind of a round robin, talk a little bit of politics. Wasn't much to talk about um, there. I mean, the GOP, they're, 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 I, I think they're going to cancel each other out. They, uh, oh, for sure. They, they, Chris Christie well, dropped out. And all yeah, and so they're going to cancel each other out, and Trump is still going to be the nominee. Trump is going to be the nominee even if they don't let him back on the ballot in mm-hmm. those states, which really there's nothing the Supreme Court can do. Unless they say, <laughs> unless they just mandate for every state to have to include every, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like states' rights yeah. overcome yeah. that. So, and I don't see them making a federal statute. So yeah. he's still going to be running, yeah. not have those two states. And then when he, when he doesn't win, it's going to be, oh, well, it was against me. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But let, let's see how willing folks are, are to go out on the streets now. Uh, if he doesn't win, because oh. I, I think there's been a little bit of a chilling effect on that. I don't think that he's going to get the mass can uh, pandemonium and chaos that he no, thinks he's going to get. No, nah, the, the crazies are still crazy. Don't don't. Well, don't the crazies forget are that. still crazy. They, they're yeah. still going to be out but here. But you crazy. really think they'll be out in mass oh, like yeah, they were? They're going to come back out and be. Uh. And they don't think they did anything wrong the first time. No. If, no. if that is true. If a kid goes into a store and steals a, a pack of gum and comes out and doesn't get punished, he doesn't see anything wrong with it. And he's mm. they're going to keep trying until they are. Because even look at the ones they threw in jail. Mm. The ones they threw in jail is, oh, well, the, the nutrition in here is horrible. <laughs> and my client is a vegan and he can't eat this. Like, well, really? A, yeah, there oh, was a yeah. bug beside the toilet in one of the cells. And we're not even, like, listen. 
Majority of them did not do any hard time. A lot of them are out now. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're talking about 10, 15 years. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But there was a woman, they called her the woman in the pink hat, that uh, she did an interview with uh, someone from CNN, and I listened to it. Uh, and she, this was her final week before she goes in and starts serving a five-year term for her participation mm-hmm. uh, in the insurrection. And, you know, she was talking about how she's sorry for the harm that she's caused her family. She's sorry for all this. But she's not sorry for being there. She's not no. sorry for doing it. And she thinks that, that Trump is heaven sent uh, and that uh, if he, when he wins, not if he wins, but when he wins, He's going to pardon all of them and, you know, the world will be a nicer place and a better place. So she still, even though she knows within a matter of days that she's got to go in and do five years for the feds, she still says he was not the blame and he is more or less well, the Messiah. And I'm sure the majority of them don't think that they did anything wrong. No. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. I just, I just walked in this building. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> he invited <laughs> us. He told us to come. Uh, and that's that's that was her. Well, uh, remember, too. and and that was a few of their arguments. Yeah, was that he, he told, told that he he told, told us to go in there. Yeah, he said to come. He so. invited us, so we went. But we were talking about, uh, the, like I said, this is just totally talking uh, <laughs> in sports. Uh, Jason Whitlock and Stephen A. You know, Stephen A. Smith, of course, ESPN. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, kind of a polarizing figure in a lot of ways. But he 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 did say one thing in that long rant that he. had against Jay he doesn't lie no he has never so what what are you you said you were watching that oh, i yeah, watched no, the whole I, thing this I, morning I, too. I watched it this morning um because i saw jason whitlock's comments and what, what did jason whitlock say well, well for so those who aren't familiar yeah. so so jason whitlock it, so let me go all the way back okay jason whitlock is a sports columnist i guess Mm. he doesn't it's not like he wrote for a paper a lot of a lot of the sports personalities um came come from journalistic backgrounds Mm. where they're Mm. newspaper writers Mm. and stuff like that yeah um but jason whitlock who has a sports show or has a show on the blaze because who knows because he talks about everything um where he basically said that Stephen a was lying about (laughs) playing basketball in high school and where he played basketball. He talked to guys that played on the team and they said that they didn't remember him being on the team. He said he could find clip newspaper clippings of everybody else, but there was never any mention of that. And I knew Stephen A was going to respond just because (laughs) of just how bad he dogged him out. Right. Yeah. Um, And Stephen A went on a 45 minute rant where he brought he he brought articles that had been written mm-hmm. that were talking about the fact that Jason Whitlock who at one point worked for ESPN they put him over I think it was the undisputed which was like mm-hmm. their their black and urban um storytelling mm-hmm. arm and they had some fantastic journalists um Jamel Hill who is a Detroiter um, there's another guy I'm looking, I can see his face. I can't remember another, another guy who's from Detroit, mm-hmm. um, who were writers for them. Uh, Chris Broussard, who's an amazing writer, I think was with them for some time. Mm-hmm. And basically they didn't want to work for him. 
And they had a recording, somebody had a recording of him basically telling the black staff, like, if you don't want to work for a black person, if you'd rather go work for a white person, then I'll get rid of you and bring in other people, right? Because to him, it's a black and white thing. Mm -hmm. It's not, we don't want to work for you. It, and he turns it into, well, you don't want to work for the black man, then you can go work for the white person, right? Mm -hmm. Basically. Mm -hmm. And they all pretty much left. Right. And they all went on to do to do other great things. Um, and that was like the end of him at ESPN. And then he went to Fox and then he got kicked out of Fox. And basically, Stephen A just <laughs> read him for 45 minutes about the fact that nobody Dude. wants to work with him. Yeah. And, you know, and we were, we were just talking, but a lot of people don't realize, you know, after he was on ESPN, after he was on Fox, um, he started popping up on Fox News. And, you know, they'd have him on to talk about something with sports. And usually it, was, it, it wasn't, you know, oh, who won the national championship or who won. It was like, well, what do you think about Colin Kaepernick taking the knee? Uh -huh. Right? Yeah. And Social it was more issues. so for yeah. his opinions that Opinion. align more with them, right? right. Um, and that's the reason why he got on there. Now, do I know if that's what he personally believes? I'm not sure. Do I know that people will say things to stay in the spotlight all the time? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you know, so then it turned into that. And really, you know, a lot of people, if, you, if you've if you never heard of the, Bla the Blaze or you heard of the Blaze, that's where Tommy Lauren used to have her little show where she would go and say all the crazy stuff mm -hmm. on it. Okay. So this is the type of network that it is. Mm -hmm. And really... Jason Whitlock said it to get some attention. Mm -hmm. So really, he poked the bear. He poked the bear, and the bear attacked him, right? Mm -hmm. So he really got what he wanted, mm -hmm. but I don't think that it, he thought lose. it was going to be the way that it was. Well, Like, Stephen A. Yeah. said that he's not even allowed in the city limits of Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> like, the whole, he said he cannot step foot in the city limits. Oh. And don't get me wrong, Bristol, Connecticut ain't big. Uh, home of thing, ESPN, so folk, for folks yeah, that don't know, Bristol, Bristol Connecticut is, is where ESPN headquarters is. And it's it's not a big place. Yeah. But to be told, you can't step <laughs> in the city limits. It's like somebody, you can't step in Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. And, and Stephen A. even admitted, he said, hey, I've worked for years. I worked here, and, and I got fired, and they brought me back. Yeah. He yeah. said, but he's not here. Look, Stephen A. said, I ha I've had the number one show on ESPN for the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I get paid well for it. What You know, what about? But, he, you know, he said that he, he was going to break. Uh, you, you heard that, too. Barry. He said he's, he was going to break, um, uh, uh, I guess, a, I don't know what he called. I can't remember what he called it. But anyway, he was going to break character and mm -hmm. and address him he said mm -hmm. he normally oh, didn't yeah, even no. mention him by name but he said i'm i'm gonna break this time and i'm gonna do it he said i'm gonna do it one time and, mm -hmm. and he said i'm gonna do it well then he said he had to apologize to his pastor to his family <laughs> uh to everybody he, because said he called he his bosses at espn and let them know yeah like he said yeah. i called everybody but yeah when he said the pa he said if you don't believe me this is name this it's church you can ask him yeah he said he called everybody and let them know early on hey but you know the thing about whitlock is from here in indianapolis uh went to ball state and aj you 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 were yeah. telling us a, a, a whitlock story yeah we had an encounter with him and he, he came to to give us a i guess you would call it a keynote a keynote speech mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, he drew a very small crowd mm -hmm. and that small crowd decreased by about at least half a good 
10 to 15 minutes into him speaking. He just, you came to speak about your life and how you got to where you are. Mm-hmm. And he just reeled off into something totally different that nobody was interested in. And we all just kind of left him there. It was it was embarrassing. It was yeah. embarrassing for him being an alumni for Ball State, such an accredited school when it comes to communications, telecommunications mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. It, he's an embarrassment. I don't like him. Yeah. You know, I, I've come across him twice. Uh, not, you know, I, I don't know him, mm-hmm. uh, but just, just cross paths. And again, it was professionally. I can't even remember. Uh, there was one event. One event clearly had to be NABJ. And then another one I can't remember. But he's a malcontent. Nothing makes him happy. He He doesn't even look. Like you know, uh, you know, he's kind of got his head to the side all the time, like, uh, you know. So, uh, but yeah, Stephen A. basically said that uh, he was used as as clickbait. Mm-hmm. You know, Stephen A. thought felt like he was being he had been used as clickbait, and you know, get your clicks because that's all you're gonna get. You know, is clicks, and then then it's gonna be over. So, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was interesting. I think Jeff, did you want to talk to David before we have to let him go? Three one seven. By the way, three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight is our new number. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Go ahead, Jeff. How are you? Hey, Tina. Hey, David. Hey, Edge. How you guys doing? We're doing, doing good. good. Hey, hey, Tina. I'll tell you something. You met uh, Jason Whitlock before. Uh, yes. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you all met him before. You know, uh, Tina and David. You know, you take the trash right in front of your hand. They go to the trash man and pick up the trash the next day. This is a little furry little animal. And he hangs around at night. He breaks into your trash. Get that little black mask and a little striped tail. And uh, you know, probably Candace Owens was with him and Clarence. Oh, oh yeah, listen. And uh, Harris Faulkner and. Uh, she was probably hanging around here trash too. That's what they are. That's what you they know. Are. You know the thing. The thing that's really kind of tragic, if you will, about what he he had a he had a good thing going for a minute, and then mm-hmm. he just went off the rails. He didn't have to. No, oh, he drank. He, he drank didn't have to. He yeah, he maybe he Kool-Aid. did. He drank the Kool Aid because yeah. he you know yeah. he, he was Kool-Aid. edgy, and and they're all sports. Speak about edgy. Stephen A. Is he edgy? <laughs> oh, I mean. Edgy. But, but you know, Whitlock did not have to do what he, you know, when you turn on your, I, I think his, 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 his fatal flaw was, if you will, turn it on his own people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know, I mean, he thought that yeah. was, you know, he thought it was a big fat check waiting for him, just like Herschel Walker and uh, mm-hmm. Candace Owens and uh, all the other Negroes that uh, figured that they could just, you know, make white bigots feel good about being bigots. You know, they, you yeah. know, their, their bank account would grow and, mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, you know, uh, that's enough of them. But, yeah, I, I was going to talk about what happened at uh, the, the congressional hearing. And, yes, Hunter Biden punked the GOP. He punked them real good. He says, uh, I'm here. I'm, what you guys going to do? Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, uh, Congressman Mal- uh, I can't say. I'm a Moscowitz. Yeah, Moscowitz. Jared, Jared Moscowitz. Yeah. And uh, also the young lady from Texas, Miss Crockett. Oh, yeah, oh, she was good, too. Listen, she was she's good. amazing. And, I heard her last yeah, night, too. she's amazing. But you, you got to hear. I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, or, uh, yeah, we can and, and, send it to you. Yeah. I said, yeah, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm all for uh, holding uh, Hunter Biden for, uh, you know, for contempt. But are you going to get these other guys? Oh, did we forget to tell you that uh, Donald Trump got $8 million from the Chinese government? Yeah, those Chinese, you know, why he was in the White House. You guys want to talk about this? Uh well uh that's not a part that's not a part of what we're doing here you know but yeah okay but uh yeah what? Uh, yeah well, yeah 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 Donald Trump while he was 
got money from the Saudis, the, but most of the money came from the Chinese, you know. So Miss Crockett brought that up, and Margie Taylor Green, she's. Oh, I just, boy. I'm trying to figure out why she keeps trying to pull up naked pictures of her and Biden. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, uh, you know, what is this? Uh, uh, a porno? Where you showing porno? Wait a minute, wait a minute. She's trying to show. Yes. Is, is she still she on that kid? So, so, and and this is what I saw, right? Because mm-hmm. I di- I didn't see a lot of it, but what I saw was. She she went to go speak. She had her little poster boards in front of her, and she said that you know she wanted unanimous consent to to add this to the thing. And of course, all the Democrats you know rejected it because they said we haven't seen it. We don't know what you're going to do. And Hunter Biden got up and walked out. And so there she sitting there screaming at him. I heard her say that screaming at him. As he just walked out, like, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. Which I totally yeah, agree. With you. Yeah, yeah, I would, I, I couldn't agree more. But yeah, so she's on a kick about showing naked pictures of Hunter Biden. Well, because huh? yes. it's something with the laptop and some video and all this. So she has, yes, she has printed poster board size screenshots of whatever this video is. So, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, you know, you know, Hunter, you know, you know, he's got his struggles, and you know, and uh, you know, everybody has a family member or a coworker or a next door neighbor who's mm-hmm. struggling with the issues of addiction. You know, I hope he's getting his life together. But uh, I'll take a drug addict over a MAGA any day. I'll take a, I'll take the mm-hmm. worst drug addict you can find. I'll take him over a MAGA Republican any day yeah. in the week. I, I just so, fail you know, to see how na- pic- naked pictures of Hunter Biden show that Joe Biden needs to be impeached. I, I where it, show, Draw me the connection there. Um, yeah. Oh, it does. It's, yeah. it's whatever they can do to yeah. them. Well, what about it, ism? It's mm-hmm. that you know, he was out here doing mm-hmm. these drug-fueled crazy things mm-hmm. and and he's being paid by a foreign government, and he's only getting that stuff because of who his dad is, and really he's passing the money off. But this, the thing is, it it's, can't be proven. Mm-hmm. It's all speculation. Because mm-hmm. anytime that they do something to try to get the proof, right, nothing comes from it. There is no, there's no there there, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, what what we talked, then we we I I remember I was on. This must have been in the last election, right? And I remember saying this, and I'm going to say it again, right? Right. Okay. If if you have if you have the facts, right, you mm-hmm. argue the facts. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the facts, you argue the other way. If you don't have either one, you just bang the table really loudly. Mm-hmm. So all it is is a distraction. Yeah. It's a complete distraction. So you associate the name Biden with crooked. Right. Yeah. Whether it's Hunter, even though there's no connection between the dad and the son or anything going on there. But if Hunter Biden is a crook, then his dad's got to be a crook. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, when the roles are reversed and the shoes on the other foot, when the Trump family is showing that have been literally proven in court that they have broken the law and mm-hmm. done things that aren't that are illegal. Right. Then it's oh, no, it's that. They're perfectly fine. You should believe them. Mm-hmm. And they had the receipts. Yes, all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, that, yeah, David, I, I will tell you that sound that I just sent you was so good. 
we played it, AJ and I played it twice. Because mm-hmm. it was, I mean, it was so good. And, yeah, I'm going to go list to yeah, it Yeah, an example, too, of, of I, I wish we could see more of Democrats standing up to Republicans like that. And, and like a young uh, Miss Craig. Well, and... Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say real quickly, you know, David, I'm going to tell you something. Even though I'm a Washington guy, I am so happy for the Lions. I oh, am well, thank too. you. Thank I, like you. I said, that's a new thank that's you. a new Look, team we, I'm going to root. We're taking all the, you know they um they were opposing teams that were complaining because of the number of Lions fans that were at the away games. And so you know what? First of all, Detroit people are everywhere. <laughs> I, I can tell you, Detroit people are everywhere because the within oh, the yeah. first what two months of me being here, I met like five of them, okay. and we all find each other, right? Yeah. Okay. We have not had something like this to root for in a long time. Yes. yes. And it shows you just how many people like the Lions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of everybody likes the underdog, right? And to see the underdog come through and and to finally be the big dog, mm-hmm. you know. So we'll take on all the fans. I need all the, the, the well wishes and prayers because I don't know what the ref's going to do on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I think they've been inserting themselves into way too many games this past season. And that's oh, another conversation. That's another conversation. In fact, I, I think that there should be some accountability or some kind of a fine or whatever ranking or rating for refs that, you know, consistently get it wrong or whatever. They need to be held accountable well, for that. So the officiating crew from that game, they mm-hmm. said had made several missed yeah. calls and bad calls. And, you know, it was they're not going to be included on the postseason. Good Wait, like, roster uh, rotation yeah. or whatever, which is good, but that doesn't change the fact no. of what happened. Yeah, and right? if you cost teams games, you need to be fine too. Well, and <laughs> and the, the one thing that was really bad after because everybody saw it, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And I knew it was bad when I saw Aaron Rodgers talk about how we got robbed, right? Right. Um, but it was right afterwards that everybody they talked to from the ex officiate ex officials mm. and the all these people from the league and all this, it was, oh, it's the player's fault. It's the player's fault. When we all saw the video of him, <laughs> look at him and nod and turn away, and yeah. you're going to blame it on the player. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. you have to take the responsibility yeah. for yeah. your actions. Yeah, you do. Well, it, but, you know, real quickly, and I, uh, I wasn't going to bring this up. I wanted to talk to Danny about this. What in the heck is going on with Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Danny will be on at 2.30. You can call back. I'll, I'll give you permission to call you know back, what? Jeff. Yeah, yeah I'm, and, and yeah. you probably want to ask him because yeah. Danny yeah. is an expert. Well, I'm yeah, not. Danny. <laughs> Danny will know. I am a, a armchair quarterback uh-huh. um, sports <laughs> enthusiast. There are those who uh, would tell you that, that any behavior on the part of Aaron Rodgers is nothing new. There are those who will tell you that. Uh, well, and, well, and it's true. This is the person, you know, My this is what my brother told me. My brother said, you're talking about a person who only drinks water that he gets from the natural spring that runs behind his property. Goodness gracious. Right? Okay. So... That's, yeah, that's yeah. what he's you're a different doing. type of character. Yeah. yeah, he's just different. He's just very, very different. But back to the Detroit. Everybody loves a not a Cinderella story, but everybody likes pulling for the underdog. And I certainly am going to congratulations, David. I'm really Listen. happy for the for the Lions, and I hope they go make a deep run and maybe even get to the big game. You know, whatever that whatever it takes. I, I hope they make it. All I'm going to say is, if the Lions win on Sunday. Uh-huh. You're going to see a completely different me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, you know, okay. I had to explain that 
this is this is the first time the Lions will be in the playoffs since I've been in middle school. Oh wow! Right, and honestly, I never thought I'd see this. So yes, if they win a playoff game, and it's great that we're playing at home. I know the city is going to be crazy on Sunday. Um, but yes, if if the Lions win on Sunday, you're going to see a totally different me come Tuesday. What time's your game? I think we got the primetime game. Oh, I think we got the night game. game. Yeah, oh, that's even better. Oh yeah. Well, you know, that's, it, it's yeah. it's the the ex quarterback comes back with the new team after he won a Super Bowl mm-hmm. against the, the young scrappy. Oh, that's all. They're going yeah. I see why they put that in prime. You know, in, in television, as you know, David, uh, Sunday night prime is the most watched night on TV. Yeah, all week. All week long, it's why the the big shows and and the shows that they want to premiere and want to get a you know a, a lot of eyeballs on, and then they'll move it somewhere else later. But everybody loves that prime si- uh, spot Sunday well, night. Well, and the last game last season was the mm-hmm. prime time game on Sunday, where we played Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers at that time, mm. and sent them home from from going to the playoffs. That led to Aaron Rodgers switching teams, uh, and all. Oh yeah, so we're ready for. We're definitely ready for prime time. Ready for prime time. When you say not ready for prime, ready for prime time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, David, thank you so much. Uh, we held you longer than we normally do, but hey, we hadn't talked for a while. And it's first of the year. So. Look, I'm going. Where's the Pistons Boulevard? Pistons <laughs> Avenue. That's where I'm going right now. Oh, you can go take a picture. Oh yeah, yeah posted. Yeah, yeah. Good luck Sunday. Oh, thank you. All righty. We'll be back with more Community Connection. Eight, seven. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's try this again. Three, one, seven, eight. Three, one, seven, nine, seven, two, three, zero, zero, eight. Three, one, seven, nine, seven, two, three, zero, zero, eight. That's our new number. You can call back. We'll do a little bit of open lines for the next 20 minutes or so. Uh, and then Danny Bridges will join us at 2.30. We'll be right back. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we are back with Community Connection. Got to do a little open lines right now, so uh, give us a call if you'd like. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. Just finished a, a very good conversation um, with our, we, we usually get, I, I try to get him and Dion in at least once a month. Dion, of course, is just running around uh, like crazy. We're all running around a lot, trying to keep uh, keep some things going. Uh, busy time, uh, busy first time of the year, first part of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get Dion in here uh, as well. But David always comes in and sits with us, especially if no other time after the food and meal. Uh, distributions over at the Urban League. David ha- has been uh, there from day one since uh, 2020, and uh, remains, uh, you know, remains so. Uh, it's just a just a mainstay over there with our, uh, our our community partners and with all the volunteers and things of that nature. So we always thank David. I love talking to David. I, I don't know if you knew AJ. David's uh, David's family comes from a long line of politicians in in, uh, in uh-huh. Detroit. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. His mother, um, they, you know, his family has worked with and and for and alongside some of the greats uh, in in Detroit politics. And he, uh, you know, kind of grew up at their feet, mm-hmm. uh, and so he knows a lot about. That's why I was telling him. I said, "David, we didn't talk politics, so he know, he knows a lot about uh, politics, strategy, and things of that nature because he grew up with it." 
So um, explains the way he carries himself. Yeah, definitely does. Yeah, yeah, he does. He really does. And and we, you know, we we laugh, but we were. T- I was telling him or telling uh, listeners that um, when I first came here, uh, somebody said, uh, "Well, David Gray has the answer." You know, David Gray has what you need. And I'm like, "Who's David Gray?" And they said, "Think Barack Obama, and then look up because he's real tall, David." So. <laughs> And, you know, when I saw him, I'm like, oh, my goodness, they weren't joking. He he really favored, you know, the haircut yeah, is the, the same. The salt and pepper. The, salt and the, pepper. The whole thing. Whole the whole yards. Yeah, yeah. And then somebody asked me, I keep forgetting to ask David about that. Somebody asked me, does he do um, in impressions or impersonations, you know, like uh, where they have people who look like celebrities and, and well-known people. Uh, come and do uh, cameos as yeah. that person or whatever. I said, I don't know. You'd have to talk to David and or his agent about that. Because he, he could pull it off. He could pull it off. He well, really if he could. doesn't have an agent, I think I might have to take that place because that's, <laughs> that's a pretty penny that he could be making there. Uh, absolutely. But he's like he's tall, slender, haircut, everything the same. And knows politics, no doubt. So, um, yeah, David's our David's our guy. He, he does a really, really good job. But, um Again, lines are open. Uh, Danny Bridges is coming up at uh, 2.30. And uh, Jeff uh, is going to call back because he likes to talk to Danny and he wants to know what was going on with, (laughs) excuse me, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if anybody will ever know what's inside that man's head because he's he's just strange. I mean, should we say strange? It's bizarre. Okay. I mean, same same synonym, you know, same essence of the word. He's, He's... Anybody who goes on national television and details their ayahuasca experience <laughs> in South America is is definitely an eccentric type of person. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Yeah. I don't think uh I think a lot of other athletes would not have been able to do something like that. Mm. And yeah, a little bit of might be a little bit of privilege seasoned on that one, but a lot. Yeah, you know, I I just you know he's a definitely an eccentric character to say the least. He really is. He truly is. Well, um, the, you know, just kind of uh, recap our first hour. And again, lines are open three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Uh talked about the DPW, the city's uh, you know, road and, and uh sign department, you know, Department of Public Works. Mm-hmm. Uh today uh they wrapped up and, and uh finished putting up the signage that we're all gonna see for uh NBA All Star weekend, which kind of starts in earnest uh the the day the twelfth of February and kind of uh, culminates with the NBA All Star game on the eighteenth. And um, they've got 34 uh, street sign names and locations uh, to to kind of give fans and and uh, uh, everyone that that's going around and just walking around looking and, and you know taking in the sights and sounds. Every team in the NBA has either a street, which is a lane. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, lane, boulevard, drive, um, or crossing. And uh, the Pacers have, what is the Pacers, 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 uh, Pacers, Pacers have a court. Yeah, so it's it's Lane, Corner, Boulevard, Drive, uh, Crossing, uh, or Court, or Street, or Street. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, anyway, DPW wanted to let everyone know that they put up the final uh, of all of the signs today. And uh, there's a total of 34 that are there. So, it, you know, things are starting to shape up. The city is starting to, to, to look like, hey, we're getting ready to have an, an NBA All-Star uh, game here uh, that we are going to host for 2024. And, again, it starts uh, around, you know, in earnest. I mean, there's a lot of things probably that will start even before the 12th. But, you know, things will really start ramping up uh, the 12th of February and, again, will end up 
a rampa are finalized with the game itself um, on the 18th. Mm-hmm. The game itself on the 18th. 317-872-3008. We talked about that, the food distribution. Um, a little sports, a lot of sports, and you know a bunch of other things. So we had a we had a really good uh, first hour. Yeah. Uh, getting ready to have a pretty good second hour. Uh, so three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Malcolm, go ahead. You want to talk about the Detroit Lions? Yes. Hi, Tina. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm. I'm with you there. I, I, I'm rooting all the way for the Detroit Lions. I. I I just love the way they're playing ball this year, mm-hmm. and uh, for them to uh, start off on a bad foot at the beginning of the season, now they they're just going 100 strong now. And and not only that, I'm, I'm sure that Detroit does need the money. Hopefully, I'm hoping they go all the way to the bowl. I am too. And, and win. Yeah, yeah. And wouldn't that win. be refreshing? Wouldn't that be refreshing? It would. I mean, it's been many, many years <laughs> for Detroit. Yeah, and I'm from Chicago. And, and oh, okay. Oh, see, so you got a homeboy right there yeah, on the yeah, line, AJ. AJ's yeah. from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, but, you know, I, just like, you know, when the Bears at one point won their Super Bowls. But, you know, it's 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 way overdue. It's way overdue. Yeah. And, but, mm-hmm. One more, if you don't mind. Nope. Go uh, ahead. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I, I think he's been hit too many times. <laughs> okay. And uh, too too many blows to, to the head. Too many sacks. Yeah, huh? that's mm-hmm. probably his problem, and, mm-hmm. and, and it's starting to starting to come out now. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. uh, I'm you know maybe his 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 time for him to sit down as well. Well, he's probably always been eccentric. You know, I mean he's. He, <laughs> He's maybe never marched. He's he's probably always marched to the beat of a separate drummer. I I just don't see that this behavior just started when he got into the NFL. We don't know that now because he he hasn't made too many public comments in the past concerning, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, Malcolm, uh, go Lions, indeed. Yeah, thank you. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. And, again, it just feels good to root for somebody that hasn't been there before, that has struggled, worked in the the trenches, and and they deserve, uh, you know, they deserve some of the limelight, too. So Yeah, definitely. The Lions have overcome a a ton. The the roster is constantly changing and but they've managed to to play great team ball, yeah. and they believe in their coach. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, Dang, wow, yeah. he's he's a he's a winner. Yeah, he is a winner, a bold guy, and that team buys into what he says. So Love they it. can definitely take it there. And isn't it fun to root for that type of a team and that type of energy? You know, and, the, mm-hmm. and what the what, what it all brings. It's just fun to root for them. So. We're going to wish them all the best. Uh, 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. Uh, George, go ahead. How are you? Hey, Tina, how you doing? I'm doing quite well, thank you. How are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm calling to get some mess started. Oh. David doesn't left the house. <laughs> <laughs> da- David has left the house, yes. Well, he's left the studio. He's still in the house, but he's not here in the studio. All right, tell him. I got to tell him. How about them Cowboys? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh victory! Oh man! Uh, I gotta get it started. <laughs> it's playoff time, baby. <laughs> yes, how about so you you like the you like the Cowboys, huh? Yeah, I've been a Cowboys since I was knee high to a grasshopper. I remember all the great ones: Dorsett, Hill, Staubach. 
Hogaboom. Randy White. Yeah, I'm a big Cowboys fan. And, yeah. Uh, Colts is my second team, then the Raiders. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, neither the Colts nor the Raiders have a chance whatsoever at, uh, you know, playing uh, anymore the rest of the season. But yeah. uh, the Cowboys do and will, uh, and uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. They, uh, what What did you think of the restructuring that they did? A little, well, you know, when they got rid of uh, uh, Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott, Elliott led them for a number of years. Uh, and I was a yeah. little surprised that, but then maybe not entirely. Yeah, it, it didn't surprise me because, you know, Jerry Jones is like that. You know, he got rid of T.O. Mm-hmm. Uh, he let go of uh, Cooper. He went to uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Jerry's not afraid to let go of somebody, you know, once they reach, the, I guess they're mm-hmm. at the pinnacle where they about ready on their downward slide of the slope. Uh, you know, we were thinking Emmitt Smith was going to stay around and, you know, retire the Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um but that's just the way Jerry is, and I just hate to say it. It's the nature of the nature of the beast in the, in the mm-hmm. professional sports league. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a feel. I was just talking to one of my buddies out there in Arizona, and with the uh, pay increase for um, the guy here, uh, the running back, I don't know why. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. JT, yeah, yeah JT. JT. Jonathan Taylor. I look at the history of running backs, and I got a feel that he may not be here maybe next year or year after next. Um that's just the way it goes. If you look at the picture over the NFL, yeah, you'll get the you'll get the big paycheck, but then you give it maybe a year or two, and they're looking to trade. You get somebody else younger. Uh-huh. Um, the how running back was, position. How long was his extension? Was, uh, I think it was, it was like years. year, two years, maybe something like that. I know it's, it's running his new I, contract. I, I, thought was, I thought it was. I thought it was a little longer been, than that. I it might have been, been four, three. but I don't see him sticking around. You know, maybe no more than maybe another year, maybe two years at the max before they get rid of him. Mm. Um, I hope he makes I'm, his money regardless. I hope he makes his money yeah. and, and, and goes yeah. home with a pocket full regardless. Yeah. So. It was a three-year yeah. extension. It was a three-year extension. Three extension. Yeah. 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 I, I, I wanted to make a comment, too, about what you said about the officiating. Uh-huh. Uh, did you hear after the Lakers game the other night when they was playing Toronto and their coach went off about the number of fouls that yeah. were called against the Toronto Raptors versus the, what the Lakers was getting. Mm-hmm. And he was, he made it almost like a Denny green comment. Like if you want to crown him, crown him. You know, he's like, uh, you know, LeBron James, you want to make him the King. He was just, I mean, he Ooh, told wow. the truth, but he may get fined, but um, it is sad that, you know, like you said, the officials are playing a big role in making some bad calls and missing yeah. calls. Or we don't know if it's done intentionally mm-hmm. to get certain teams in, but if, if the person, if people on TV can see it, you yeah. know, I'm quite sure they see it because they have all the different angles on the field, on the court, or with the re- able to do the re- uh, you know go back and look at the replay again. Mm-hmm. So something has to be done about the officials. Yeah, I, I truly believe in some kind of an accountability system because yeah. the you know the, these these teams, uh, I mean th- this is huge, and some of the the mistakes that they're making, which are so 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 very obvious. I mean, yeah. you know maybe there has maybe there should be. Um, you know, if this, you know, is a game, decides the game one way or another, uh, then you will be fined and, and miss so many games and blah, 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 or have to go back to ref school and retrain, you know, kind of like if you get a, tra- a yeah. traffic ticket or something. I just think that there should be more accountability for them. And I, I think yeah. that has been way too long that their word has been the final word and that's the way it is and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, um, I agree with you 100%. And maybe bring some of the college referees up, you know, uh, maybe – Get them into the NFL a little bit sooner than later, you know. Um, but something has to be done because I, you know, I'll sit back and I watch some of the sports and they're talking about some of these um, 
stats or whatever. And some people are saying that, you know, the well looks like uh, Vegas called called down and made, told them to make a bad call to get, you know, like. Uh, it feels like that sometimes, it doesn't like it? it? Yeah, it, it feels like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're on the sports book side and you're betting, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, what the heck is going on? That guy could have made two more yards and he runs out of bounds. That would have gave me, you know, my over on the yards. It's like. Yeah, it covered really the spread. Like he covered the spread. Oh, he didn't get. Yeah, all of those yeah. things. You hear that. You hear that. Yeah. 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 Patrick Mahomes got me early part of the year. He needed uh, four yards. And he could have ran the four yards and been right in the end zone. And he stepped out of bounds. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, you just cost me two grand because you stopped and went out of bounds. And all I needed was you to run four yards and you mm-hmm. had if you went to the end zone. Mm-hmm. So it feels mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, y'all have a good day. And tell uh, David and uh, Jeff, I heard him call. He's a Redskins fan. Tell him I said, go Cowboys. <laughs> oh, I will most certainly tell them. They'll, they'll have something to say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you, George. Indeed. So, yeah. He's got a good point. He's got uh-huh. a good point. I, I think the Raptors coach, uh, Darko Rajakovich, I think that's what he said. Rajakovich. You know better than I. He's uh he made a good he made a strong point. However, I did watch that game that night and I, I think I think it was just an accumulation of what's been going on for the uh-huh. last few games. I think all season when he highlighted Scotty Barnes, uh Scotty Barnes is I guess you would call him one of the faces of the Raptors. And he, uh, according to Darko, he believes he's going to be a future face of the NBA. And Scotty's a good player. He's a very good player. He plays hard and he plays on the inside a lot and he doesn't get a lot of calls. He is young, though. And that's yeah. the thing in the NBA. I did watch that Lakers game. And in that fourth quarter, there was a, a just, it was completely unbalanced with the foul calls. However, a good 12 of their free throws, the Lakers' free throws, came from clear clear violations from from the Raptors as, as far as flagrant fouls as mm-hmm. far as uh, uh open court uh what do you call it now they changed the name from from a uh what do you call it a lead a lead foul they mm-hmm. changed the name from that to something else a take foul and mm-hmm. it was a few different occasions where they were quite obviously fouling Anthony Davis or LeBron and mm-hmm. putting them on the line and it, it just seemed like he was a little fed up with everything at that moment mm-hmm. but he did make a strong point very yeah. strong point, and I don't think he deserves to get fined. No, well, what 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 what, what did he get fined? Do you know, I don't think he has yet. Oh, I don't you don't believe think it's coming but down you think yet. It's, it, it may be coming down. Yeah, fine. I don't believe he has yet, but yeah. I, I, you know, when you blast the officials, you're it's you're gonna, gonna come eventually. It. But you know, it. I think Adam, Commissioner Adam Silver, he's he's done a great job mm-hmm. at listening mm-hmm. to his coaches and listening to his players when they do have gripes and not just mm-hmm. slapping a dollar amount on them. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. I still, we need to regulate those refs, though. We need to oh, hold 100%. them a little bit more accountable. 100%. So. The refs and the players. And the, well, yeah, I think <laughs> they they got a fairly decent handle on the players in terms of accountability. I think the only the only uh, entities in the game, in the professional and college game, the only entities that just are unregulated, uh, if you will, are the refs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no there's no accountability for them in yeah. terms of what they do, and they they can do some pretty serious damage. So. I just think that somehow we be have to be creative and figure out a way mm-hmm. uh, to make them more accountable. But, um, again, I wanted to remind everyone, uh, today is Thursday. Uh, tomorrow we're going into the long weekend, the King Holiday weekend. By the way, um, we'll be off uh, uh, on Monday uh, to allow uh, everyone to uh, enjoy the King Holiday and, and do what we will. There's observances and all kinds of things uh, taking place um, some of it started last night. Some of it is, uh, t- you know, there's certain things that are tonight. 
Uh, today, um, uh, th- this is not the King Holiday. We already talked about DPW um, putting in the, uh, the the lot, the street signs, mm-hmm. and everything for the NBA All Star Game. Great touch, by uh, the way. Yeah, it is a nice touch. Incredible uh, touch. I haven't indeed. heard of that happening anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. So that, that that's indie. That's indie. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. And I think maybe we uh, maybe somebody heard you, AJ, and we'll get a little bit more love for the Bulls. <laughs> Let's Bulls. hope so. For your Chicago <laughs> Bulls, or how do they say that? That's yeah, exactly that's, it. That's, that's exactly Chicago it. Bulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow, the twelfth, um, Center Township Trustees Office is going to hold an eviction sealing clinic for renters. Um, attorneys are going to be on hand to help you find out if your eviction or evac, you know, evictions can be removed from your record and to help you fill out the necessary paperwork. Uh, there'll be meetings available tomorrow, uh, mostly by appointment and, you know, a limited number of walk-ins. If you can, uh, you can schedule your session with attorneys about this, uh, by going to Indiana legal services.org. Again, uh, it's going to be held tomorrow from 11 until two at the center Township Small Claims Court. That's at 300 East Fall Creek. Also tomorrow, um, City of Indianapolis is going to host its annual MLK celebration, honoring the life and legacy of Dr. King. Um, this year's keynote speaker is going to be Pastor Johnny Girton Jr. Uh, Pastor Girton is the Executive Vice President and Chief of Staff at Martin University. Martin, of course, um, the state's only predominantly black college and or university. Uh, founded uh, in part by Father, the late Father Boniface Harden, and named obviously after uh, the late Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr. So, um, another as we were saying, a number of other community recognitions uh, going to be celebrated. Um, the uh, the one down at the city county building is going to be from one to two, second floor in the public assembly room. Uh, also tomorrow, we're going to be discussing uh, what we talked about yesterday. Um, the uh, she's going to be on the show, um, and we'll have the privilege of hosting uh, Dr. Bridget Franklin. Uh, she is the granddaughter of the late great Reverend C. L. Franklin, wow. and nie- yeah, and she's the niece of the legendary Aretha Franklin. Uh, Dr. Franklin uh, again is going to be the keynote speaker at the historic St. John's Missionary Baptist Church on the King Holiday, and that's actually going to be on Monday. But tomorrow she's going to be here on uh, Community Connection, and again. She will be our guest tomorrow, and that guest segment is starting at 1.30. Uh, the Reverend C.L. Franklin, of course, was very um, instrumental in the civil rights movement and a good friend of uh, the late Dr. King. Um, also on the King holiday, all of the attractions, as we talked about at White River State Park, are going to offer free admission. Those attractions are going to include NCAA Hall of Champions, the Indiana State Museum, the Idle Jordan Museum, the Indianapolis Zoo, and the IMAX Theater. And while admission, as we talked about this too, admission to all of the above attractions at the White River State Park are going to be free. Uh, in the spirit of Dr. King, all of the attractions are going to be accepting monetary donations uh, to the Gleaners Food Bank of Indiana. Again, monetary donations. Uh, at one point in time, they used to ask uh, visitors and guests to bring a canned good or non-perishable food item. Uh, that became a little untenable in terms of handling and storage and things of that nature. So there will be an opportunity at all of those uh, attractions down there at the White River State Park. There will be an opportunity for you to uh, donate mon- monetarily money. Uh, if it's a dollar, you know, anything that, that would help uh, the Gleaners Food Bank of, of Indiana. Um, another Martin Luther King favorite returns also, uh, with the free admission to the Children's Museum of Indianapolis. Uh, the museum uh, typically is closed on Mondays. 
Uh, but um, it will not be closed uh, this Monday because it's the King holiday and they will be um, offering uh, free admission all day uh, as long as they're open um, at the uh, Children's Museum of Indianapolis. And last but certainly not least, we're going to talk about us. Um, the Madam Walker Legacy Center, uh, together with the Indianapolis Stations of Radio 1, will be hosting the uh, helping host the 42nd Annual Day of Celebration for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, that is this Monday. That's on the King holiday as well. Uh, and that's at noon, January 15th at noon at the Walker. Uh, as we were saying this year, the event is going to feature... Um, uh, speaker, journalist, community activist uh, Roland Martin, um, the renowned American journalist and the force behind uh, Washington Watch and with Roland Martin. You know his show. Uh, if you know Roland, you know his show and you know it well. Roland is a good friend uh, of the city of Indianapolis. He comes here quite often. Uh, he has he's done uh, Stuart Speakers. He's done he, – I mean, he, there's just so many. He's done uh, – uh, I can't. I can't remember. He's been at the Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, he's brought his show here live at different events. He's been here for Classic. He's been here for uh, uh, Black Expo. I mean, Roland is no stranger to Indianapolis. And when he comes, uh, as <laughs> as we all say, he always brings it. Regardless, you know, he's going to bring a message. So Roland uh, is going to be the uh, the keynote speaker at the Walker on Monday. Uh, unfortunately, um, uh, that event is sold out, but. Uh, you, I'm sure you can stream it. I'm sure you can stream it. You go to our websites, uh, and you can still uh, hear Roland and still participate and partake of the uh, the King holiday and the observances. So that's just a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a handful, uh, including our own. But the, there's some of the you know some of the bigger uh, highlights that are coming up. Again, some things about you know we had the Indiana Civil Rights Commission on uh, yesterday. Yeah. And they had an event last night, and they had another event uh, earlier today, I do believe. So they had their events mm-hmm. on Wednesday and then Thursday of today and then Friday and Saturday and <laughs> Sunday and Monday every and day. Uh, every day leading up to the holiday. So it's not a – it's not as, – as the old saying goes, it's not a day off. It's going to be a day on. And uh, if you don't have anything to do on the King holiday, it's not because there isn't something to do. Exactly. <laughs> a full slate of events all throughout Indianapolis. you got to yeah. love it. You love to see it. And mm-hmm. when you're heading out to any of the events, you know, just take some time and – Tell the kids about Dr. King. Spread mm-hmm. that message. Make sure that his name stays alive, his message stays alive. A lot of these things don't get taught in schools anymore, or they're just Ooh. a very high level, unfortunately. So yeah. take that time on that 15, 20-minute drive to wherever you're going mm-hmm. and make sure that those kids know exactly what Dr. King stood for. Well said, well said. And a message I hope a lot of people receive. Um, AJ, uh, let's take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, perhaps we'll have Danny Bridges with us, and we'll talk some more sports. It's been kind of a sports-heavy show today, hasn't it? It has. It's been a sports-heavy week. This week has just been going crazy (laughs) in the sports world. Uh, Yeah, it is the season. It is the season for that, so we'll we'll see. But let's uh, let's, uh, see if we can get Danny in here, and uh, we'll be back with more Community Connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration uh, Station. Yep. Uh, yes, 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 yes. We are back with Community Connection. And as promised, we have with us Danny Bridges, sports writer for the Indianapolis Recorder. Mm-hmm. 
Danny, Danny, Danny. Danny, Danny, Danny. New Year, same old music. What do you think? <laughs> I think I think the music has legs. I've said this a hundred times. The music's perfect. It's a it's got a really good groove. It's got a dance beat, and I can't dance. It's a yeah. perfect match. It's, it's it's it does grow on you, doesn't it? It does grow on you. So, Danny, welcome back. Welcome back. And again, I hope your New Year's off Thank to you. a good start. Is it off to a fairly good start? Yeah, it is. I uh, had the opportunity today oh, gotcha, gotcha. to attend the second day. I went yesterday as well. Uh, the IndyCar media event at the JW Marriott. All the drivers were there. Uh, a lot of the uh, principals were there. And uh, opportunity to interview, talk with people about the upcoming season, which will begin uh, on March the 9th in St. Petersburg, Florida. So a lot wow. of good opportunity to talk to drivers about what they might do differently, some mm-hmm. drivers on new teams, and everybody's fired up to go racing. So uh, yeah. that was a good thing yesterday and today. Nice diversion, you know, to start thinking about something other than uh, Yeah, something warmer, and, right, yeah, right. something warmer and what have you. Um, before we get started uh, with everything that we were going to talk about, our, our good buddy Jeff wanted to talk to you about something uh, unrelated. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead, Jeff. How are you? Well, how are you doing, Jay? Uh, hey, Dan. How are you doing? Hi, Jeff. Uh, yeah, first I want to talk about, you know, uh, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, a lot of the coaches' changes that's taking place. Yeah. Pete Carroll, I was really shocked by that. And uh, Bill Belichick, I wasn't really surprised. Nick Saban. You know, it was kind of a shocker, but but before I like to get enough, can you tell me something, Dad? Because you know you're you're a highly insightful guy. What's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Have you been hanging around Trump too often? Well, I I you know, I would say there's two Aaron Rodgers. There's the Hall of Fame quarterback. That's one personality or one person, you know. And then there's somebody who, in my opinion, is narcissistic, needs the spotlight, and will do whatever is necessary to place himself in that white-hot spotlight. I have grown so tired of that act in terms of the conspiracy theories, uh, his position on the COVID vaccines, which he's entitled to. I believe he's wrong. And just the the general way in which he has perpetuated himself on this weekly appearance with Pat McAfee, which he's paid to do, I might add, rather handsomely. Uh, I, I don't know what's wrong with him, but I do believe there's a lot wrong with the way he acts, the way he speaks, the way he calls out people. Uh, this whole Jimmy Kimmel thing was very interesting to me. The, uh, you know, Rogers got really quiet when Kimmel said, Oh, yes, know, yes. yes. When, you're, when you're putting my stuff and my family in a bad light and we can talk about this in court, which was code for, hey, if you don't shut up, I'll sue you. So I, I, to your point, you know, just that he's an enigma to say the least. And I don't understand him. I don't have much, uh, I don't have much use for that type of behavior. Uh, again, the hall of fame quarterback, but there's more to life than your sports persona, your employment, however you want to term it, your job. And, uh, I think he should just shut up and go away. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I mean, who goes and keep, uh, on national on a national syndicated program accuse someone of ped, uh, of being a, a pedophile? I mean, he he thought that was just not going to get any arrows coming his direction when he made. And I'm so glad that Jimmy Kimball 
you know, got in his face about it. And Pat McAfee, you know, I ain't gonna let him off the hook either, you know. And uh, yeah. so, well, so I, I, I would I would say this that um, again, I don't think there's a stage big enough for Aaron Rodgers' ego. His ego is about the size mm-hmm. of Lucas Oil Stadium, maybe larger. Listen, yeah. I've made some mistakes in my life. I've said some dumb things, but you will have. I'm usually able to catch myself retrospectively and and make amends for. At least I hope I have. But you know, Rogers is, uh, you know, he's toward the end of his career. I, I believe. I, mean, I believe if the productive football is gone, uh, he he will go to camp with the Jets next year. He'll make you want mm-hmm. to believe that he's 100 percent healthy and he's going to take him to the promised land. But uh, so if you're uh, yeah, for, yeah. All, for those out there who like him and miss him, he'll be back this fall, uh, late this summer actually. So mm-hmm. there'll be more of it. But yeah, uh, there we go. If, if I never heard from him again, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be too upset. Not at all. Well, not at all. I think he needs to stay away from chewing on for a while, and uh, because he's uh, he's well, not he's not in good company, you know. Yeah. So no, but, uh, I don't know. His- I don't know what his problem is, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we all have flaws, but he's pushed the envelope way beyond the level of acceptance. And, you know, again, I, mm-hmm. I keep saying this because that's what I want to believe because I know it's true. He is a phenomenal, was a phenomenal football oh, yeah. player. Absolutely. But, you know, this is not his first episode of saying something that was, uh, yeah. shall we say, yeah. hard to imagine, hard and, to believe, however you want to term it. Yeah, and probably won't be his last. But um, No, it yeah, will not no, be. I can assure you of that. Exactly. That's, that's strictly in character. But, so uh, what, but, what do you think about these coaches' changes? And I'll just hang up and hear what you got to say. Okay, we're going to okay. get to that. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, very quickly, uh, Danny, all this week, as you can well imagine, um, and by the way, uh, a nice article, another nice article in the, uh, in the recorder. Um, I read it. Uh, and I encourage a lot of folks to read it. It kind of, you know, kind of ties things up pretty nicely, puts a bow on it and say, hey, that's that's just the way it is. But um, I, I don't know what more your article says at all. Uh, we've said it all. We've had all the conversations, the Colts final game uh, the year and, and missing the playoffs. I mean, there's always next year, I guess, is the is the conclusion. Well, we I, look, I, I was surprised at the run they made and was impressed mm-hmm. by it, to be quite frank with you. Yeah, there are. 14 unrestricted free agents on that roster. Mm-hmm. There's three or four people I fully expect them to prioritize in no mm-hmm. particular order. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gardner Minshew is somebody they're going to have to take a strong look at as far as a backup quarterback is concerned. Uh, Grover Stewart is another person, and Michael Pittman Jr., who I've never been a big fan of as a number one receiver, but you can look at two things. He was in the top five of receptions and targets this season, even though he's 14th in total yards per catch. If they don't sign him someone else, well, he's not going to have to worry about paying the rent. But when you've got 14 unrestricted free agents, you've got a lot of work ahead of you. Are you going to, how many are you going to sign? How many are you going to let walk away? And how are you going to handle the draft accordingly to replace some of them? So, you know, look, I, I've had this conversation. If I've had it once, it's been 15 times in the past week, that play that was called, in that game was a good play. He was wide open. They fooled the Texans' defense. They had no conception of that play whatsoever coming their way. It just wasn't executed. You had a poorly thrown football, and you had a guy who was turned around trying to make a catch look like behind his back. So yeah, the only yeah, yeah. the only thing I would add to that, Danny, is I think that that play was called a play too late. I think that should have been third down. 
instead of fourth down or even second down instead of fourth down. And I think the person catching it should have been Jonathan Taylor because he would have caught it. So, But I do well, see what you're saying. I, I, they saw it. It opened up, and they, they went for it. Okay, but we have no idea who would have caught it because they didn't get a chance to. And number yeah. two, the man was wide open. So the I understand. I get that. But they waited too the late to, to put that in there. I mean, that, that, the me? game should not have been on that play. I don't think it should have rested on that particular play. Well, you could argue they should have played better and not been in that position. That's that's a ah, uh, that's play. a big argument that I have. <laughs> yes, it, it, but it wasn't one of Minshew's finest. About, I'll say that. About the run, we're talking about the run that got him there, and yeah. I was impressed with the fact that they did get to that point. It's a shame it didn't come to fruition for the hardworking people who put their money down for tickets every weekend, but. Yeah. Um, well, there's some things to draw from from next year. This was a better season than I thought they would have had in yep, the first yep, of the yep, year. Yep. So I'll give them that. And I am more encouraged to say next year could be better. I am for the first time. No, a lot of times it's just a default, you know, something to say. This time I think that there's a little bit more to that saying. Uh, the name of your article in the recorder, Colts made it both interesting and frustrating this season. I'd encourage uh, a lot of folks to go ahead and sit down and read that. Go to the Indianapolis Recorder dot com and check out Danny Bridges well, thank article. You for that. I appreciate Colts, it. Yeah, Colts made it both interesting and frustrating. Uh, Halliburton uh an injury. I mean I tell you what, it you know somebody was saying to me the other day that it just seems like as soon as was that you AJ? As yeah. soon as we get rolling yep. as soon as we get rolling, soon as we get rolling the Colts hurt. or the Pacers, somebody gets hurt. You know, somebody that's really out there performing and making you know making waves and, and doing good. Uh, here comes an injury. You know, it's just well, so look, weird. The hamstring is a very touchy point of the anatomy. There's, mm-hmm. I guess there's three ways you can look at it. You can strain one. You can pull one, which uh-huh. is worse than a strain. And, of course, you can tear one, which is could be catastrophic in, uh, as far as reoccurrences uh, are mm-hmm. gone. But I would simply I, – I hope that he's got a strain and not a partial tear. Yeah. Uh, no, not not even a tear, but a, but a, but a, a pulled hamstring is much worse than a strained one, and of course a a, a torn one is you know it really a bad thing. So we're going to find out in a couple of weeks what's going on with him. They're obviously going to rehab the heck out of it. But if I'm the Pacers, I'm going to sit this young man down. I'm going to say, listen, I mean this is this is really you know point blank. We've invested a lot in you because we believe in you, and you have delivered to this date since we signed you to a contract what we felt reflected your value. We're going to sit you down. You're going to sit down for the All-Star game as well, and you're going to rest this thing, and we're going to rehab it. That's a bitter pill for him with the All-Star game being right here in Indianapolis. Oh, my goodness, but, yeah. But that's just a that's a, that's a a scrimmage. You're looking long-term yeah. with this young man. If he's truly the guy you think he is, you set him down, you let that thing heal, and he doesn't play in the All-Star game as well. And, you know, as, as frustrating as that may be for him, it's the best decision that, for the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, so you don't think it it would be rehabbed and healed up enough to play in the All-Star game on the well, 18th? We don't know the extent of the injury. The transparency is yeah. never there with a professional franchise. The report we have is it's strained. How badly is it strained? Is it actually pulled versus strained? There's so much going on. I do know one thing. The Pacers have a an excellent training staff, an excellent medical staff. They'll get world class medical care as it pertains to the rehabilitation process. So, if it's manageable in a short timeline, so be it. But just don't cut any corners, and just don't let him decide 
when he's ready to play. Let the doctors decide. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. Uh, so, um, you know, we, we you hear about right after the, uh, you know, just as soon as the playoff starts, right after the regular NFL season uh, ends, they call it Black Monday. Uh, but this is not Black Monday. These are folks that are voluntarily, for the most part, to the best of our knowledge, uh, stepping down. And one of my friends called it the trifecta of legendary coaches stepping down. Um, Pete Carroll with the Seattle Seahawks, Nick Saban with Alabama, and um, um, Bill Belichick with the uh, the Patriots. Before we get to that, we, we had a caller uh, that couldn't stay on the line that wanted to know if you have an update on Jim Irsay's condition. I, do, I don't want to overlook that. That's a good no, thank you, I, caller. I, Jim, Jim Irsay, obviously, uh, as reported, uh, an upper respiratory mm. infection. Those are concerning type of ailments. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sure of two things. Number one, he's getting, we talked about world-class medical care. He's got access to that and will receive it. And uh, I'm concerned only because, by his own admission, not in the best of health overall. Okay, take the respiratory illness out of it. You know, he, he's, he's candidly spoken about the hard life he's lived. Uh-huh. He's got some orthopedic problems, which are separate, obviously, from respiratory. Mm-hmm. I certainly hope that... Uh, he will benefit from uh, around-the-clock medical observation and care in his home and will be uh, up and about soon. But uh, I don't believe there's going to be any update until he's no. either better or he's actually in a hospital. And I think they don't want the latter of the two to occur. Well, he so, was he was in the hospital when they released the report. But the, although they did release the report and said he was hospitalized and that they would ask for privacy as he, you know, attempts to get better or, you know, well, I think there's a difference in a, a triage area in a hospital and being there X number of hours. Mm-hmm. I don't believe he was ever in a, the hospital for a, a long duration. I, and I do know oh, okay. that, in that particular, I do believe in the environment that he lives within, and I mean that respectfully in terms of his financial wealth, that you can afford to, I dare say, convert your home into an outpatient facility. By that meaning you have a nurse 24-7. You have access to a doctor who can visit your home. You can be administered IV antibiotics in the home. I think he'll be okay. I really do. I certainly hope so. As strange as some of his decisions have been from an ownership perspective, he's mm-hmm. always been open with the media. He has been kind mm-hmm. and benevolent to the community in many ways, despite some of the things that haven't gone right in his personal life. He has tolerated yours truly a couple of different times, and I appreciate that as well. So uh, I can tell you one thing. He's so into this Jim Ursay experience with the uh, the traveling artifacts and the musical accompaniment where the band plays in the respective city where the display is. He really had to have been sick to have missed a concert because he really loves that. Yeah. So yeah, that's, what it's that's like. when I knew this was legitimate. It wasn't something that yeah. somebody was allegedly reporting. He couldn't make the trip to – uh, be with his band, for lack yeah. of a better term. So hopefully that won't happen again, and mm-hmm. hopefully the Colts will be releasing a more positive statement in the near future. Yeah, indeed. So thank you, caller, for that question, um, and I appreciate We did not want to be insensitive and overlook uh, the fact that Jim Irsay's um, uh, uh, press uh, team had uh, sent out information that he was uh, being treated for a severe respiratory uh, issue. Um but again, the trifecta of legendary coaches uh, that are stepping down, um, one, two, three, Pete Carroll with the Seahawks, Nick Saban uh, with Bama, and then, you know, Bill Belichick today with the uh, with the Patriots. Although, 
my understanding is that Bill Belichick is just leaving the Patriots and may be taking another coaching job somewhere else, whereas Saban and Carroll are expected to uh, just step away from coaching. I think Carroll may be going into management there in uh, Seattle. And- well, let's, let's, let's take the gloves off here. Pete Carroll wanted to coach next year. Pete Carroll is being pushed aside. Oh, he is. Okay, he's being pushed aside. money. They owe him money, which is why he's going to be in an administrative capacity. Okay. Don't be surprised if Pete Carroll coaches again somewhere. Whether okay. and I think it would be professionally, not collegiately. But that could he may have after taking a year off and working in a different capacity, he may mm-hmm. say, you know what, this isn't bad. He's a bright, articulate guy. He could end up in television even. So Pete Carroll will be fine. But I do not believe he. Uh, this was his choice. Uh, as far as Nick Saban is concerned, it's pretty easy to read the tea leaves. This man. As great as he is, and he's a legendary college coach, you can argue the greatest ever, he is tired of the NIL and he's tired of the transfer portal. I firmly believe that. Mm -hmm. I do believe in time he'll do one of those interviews where they sit down after so long and just kind of come clean about everything that that happened in terms of what what went into their decision. Maybe that's six months from now. Maybe it's a year. Who knows? But I believe those two elements in college football have soured him on the job, mm-hmm. on a daily basis. But, again, I have no inside intel, but mm-hmm. that's my position, and I'll be interested to see what comes out when he finally does sit down. And they always do, whether it be HBO or ESPN. They sit down and have that all-encompassing interview where they talk about why and how did you know it was time, the compelling mm-hmm. questions, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's two of the things he'll mention at that particular time. Bill Belichick is – Iconic from the NFL perspective, I do believe that he wanted to coach in New England probably at least one more season. Mm-hmm. But I also believe he understands how things have fallen. I, it, it, reports are that they spoke several times. He himself, Robert Kraft, and let's, don't forget about Robert Kraft's son. He's also very active in the day-to-day mm-hmm. operation of that franchise. They sat down and talked. They said everyone took the high road, which means we don't want to fire you. He's like, I don't want to quit, and all of a sudden the resignation is in place. Uh, I believe if he wants to, he will coach again, but I think he's smart enough to not just jump into a job for the sake of it. He's 14 wins short of being the all-time winningest coach in the NFL. What coach wouldn't want to have that title by their name? Uh, I don't think he's going to go to a franchise that doesn't have a quarterback, and I don't think he's going to go to a franchise that's in disarray beyond the quarterback for that matter. So. People, uh, there was a report Atlanta. I, I can tell you right now, Bill Belichick has no interest in the Atlanta Falcons. They don't have a quarterback, and quite frankly, Father Time is not his favorite. I think if he doesn't coach immediately this year, there's a chance he may not coach again. On the other hand, I don't think he'll take just any job for the sake of pursuing those 14 wins. So it'll be interesting to see what happened. But we may never see a coach of that caliber again. If you look at his resume. Uh, people in Indianapolis love to hate the Patriots because the Colts could never beat them. They beat them one time in a meaningful football game. But you have to take your hat off to a guy who has been, I mean, he's Mount Rushmore of professional football coaches. You can argue who the other three are, but he belongs in that particular category. And it's been fun to watch the New England Patriots over the year because they constantly found ways to retool their team and, you know, he showed the NFL you don't have to have a great running back and you don't have to have a wide receiver who can run a 4 3 mm-hmm. And you had a great quarterback that whole time. But it's just uh, 
to me, it's I won't say it's sad, but, you know, I'll miss the fact that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. people love to hate him, and he was always, you know, there at the money time. And, you know, that's just the way I look at it. Yeah, I disagree. I, I never took any particular pleasure in watching Belichick, I have to say. I mean, he wasn't a joy to watch for me. But maybe, you know, for others who can appreciate things that I simply could not, um, just, you know, I just didn't care for him as a coach. I mean, I, I you know, they, they won, um, which was, I guess. They won a lot. They didn't just win. They won a lot, yeah. Yeah, he won a lot. Uh, but the the winning, you know, when Brady left and the whole, you know, the the, the band broke up, um, you know, everything just kind of fell apart and it didn't, uh, it never coalesced again. Uh, so, um, such as it is, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never really, uh, had, uh, I never had those emotions that he was a joy to watch. <laughs> I just have to say I that. Won't, I won't say a joy, but it was, it was, it was certainly a remarkable run. And I don't believe we'll ever see that in professional football yeah. again. I just don't. Yeah. It's so hard mm-hmm. to maintain. And when you go to that many Super Bowls and you win that many Super Bowls, mm-hmm. you're in a separate category. You I, are. You really just, are, yeah. You know, there's just no comparison mm-hmm. in my lifetime to what he's done as an NFL coach. Mm-hmm. Perhaps someday after I'm long gone, there'll be another guy that comes along and he'll uh, he'll develop mm-hmm. a system and he'll get the players and they'll make a, a phenomenal mm-hmm. run over, you know, whatever, 20-some years. But uh, I, I do believe the locals don't like Bill Belichick because – the Colts could never beat them with the exception of one meaningful football game, which led to their first Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, there might be, there and, might and be their, something. And their only Super Bowl victory. But look, that was a great Colts team. It was a great comeback in that particular game. But you got to remember, Cleveland, or Cleveland, I'm sorry, New England was up 21 to 3 at half in that game. So that was an incredible comeback for the Colts. So that was a great day to be a Colts fan, a great day to be a Colts player. But yeah. uh, I think in time, people will, will recognize more how. Uh, great he was, but on the other hand, for those who don't appreciate him now, they're probably not going to appreciate him five years from now, <laughs> ten years from now, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know that's fair. That's fair. So, uh, anything we forgot, Danny? As we uh, come across uh, the uh, close to the end of the show here, anything we're forgetting? No, I, um, I just feel that uh, I, I go back to Halliburton again. Mm-hmm. I just. I, I know the Pacers are smart enough to deal with the situation properly. I'm not trying to make a big deal out of it, but I can tell you this. I was never an athlete, but I did once have some hamstring problems just goofing around. I don't know how it happened. And I recognized how nagging that type of thing could be. You certainly don't want that in a professional basketball player. Now, he's in great shape and will get great medical care. But, I, you know, if the Pacers are smart, and they are. They're they're not stupid from a medical perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let this thing take as much time as it takes. Don't worry about when he comes back. Don't worry about the All Star game. He can sit on street clothes on the bench and high five his teammates when they come off the floor. Whatever you want to say, but just take the time necessary for this thing to heal and not heal just heal mm-hmm. properly you so, don't want a mm-hmm. reoccurrence with a hamstring no that's a terrible thing for any athlete somehow uh danny i think the pacers will i think they'll do just that i, I, I do believe they will and you know he he may get frustrated in the process and say mm-hmm. i'm ready to play and they say no you're not and here's why but uh wish him nothing but good things uh, mm-hmm. interesting young man 
positive attitude, has played well, mm-hmm. uh, is a, a legitimate all-star, and uh, obviously has become a fan favorite pretty quickly in this community as well. So there's a lot of positive attributes, and that's why you want to take good care of him. Yeah, everybody loves winning. Everybody loves winning. He's, he's helping us win. So, Danny, thank you so much. You have a splendid weekend. Stay warm. I understand it's going to get kind of chilly over the next few days. Uh, and we'll be talking. Turn the furnace on, aren't I? Yeah, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Yeah, you know, in my household, we you know, we don't turn it on until it gets really cold. It's just me and the dog. So, but uh, all your <laughs> listeners out there, be careful! Be careful! Turn your furnace up, uh, and uh, don't let the cold weather catch you uh, off guard. Because you know it doesn't have to be snowy and icy mm. out to have a rough go in cold weather. You can get frostbitten. Yeah, easily. Uh, you can have all kind of problems. Make sure you bring your pets inside. Everybody, stay warm. All righty, Danny. We'll talk with you next time. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. And that's all the time we do have for right now. We're always Praise AM 1310 and 95.1 FM Indy's Inspiration. Don't forget about our website, praiseindy.com. Willie Moore Jr. on the radio is up next. Thank you, as always, for listening. Don't forget our new call-in number is 317-972-3008. That's our new number for Community Connection. As always, be safe and be well. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. I'm Tina Cosby, and until tomorrow... This is Community Connection.